Hello and welcome to Red Star Reviews, the podcast, season one, episode 20. And where do we go from here? So, I have the ability in Anchor to go ahead and set like seasons and episode numbers. So I'm going to try that out and I'm going to go ahead and bring this first season of Red Star Reviews, the podcast, to a close with season with episode 20 and then from there I'm going to launch into season two and um well you know in full honesty who knows where we go from there but the goals as always are going to be to bring awesome podcasts about books and book related things and about comic books about things that strike my fancy and as with episode 19 um continue to speak out against oppressive systems as I see them and to try and use my platform to always help bring about uh, social equality and social justice uh, as I believe firmly in those things and I believe in the ability of humanity to rise above itself and be something better but um, I want to take a moment of course and just thank all of y'all who have Listen to all 20 episodes. I should say 20 and a half because as y'all long-term listeners will have noticed, there was a half episode this season, which uh, Anchor gives you the opportunity to notate a bonus episode. So that one will be notated as bonus. Um, And that just amuses me to no end. But I want to say thank you to all of y'all. Right now I'm recording in a different place. Um, I'm actually on my back porch in very humid weather as it's July in Alabama and um, we had some rain earlier today and it's been a stormy week and supposed to be a stormy week so the humidity is definitely pretty heavy and I'm gonna have to listen back to this but it's possible in the background you might be able to hear all the cicadas um, and occasional explosions because it is the 5th of July uh, the time of year when all Americans seem to fire off the remainder of all the fireworks in the world. Um, but yeah, if you, I really do hope this actually picks up the cicadas because if you've never heard cicadas chirping in the night, it is awesome. I personally love it. Uh, but I'm sitting out here on my back deck, staring off into our pine trees and into the storm clouds above. Um, So hopefully the storm holds off long enough for me to record this episode. But that's the scene. That's the setting we're in. Um, This has been a journey. Uh, Twitter just reminded me that it's been seven years since I joined Book Twitter. I think it's been about six years since I launched my blog. And um, around the same amount of time that I've been on Instagram or Bookstagram. Uh, today I sat down and I made a link tree of all my social medias, which was a lot of fun, felt really professional. And I create, if y'all don't know what a link tree is and y'all are in the book review world, or, um, maybe you do movie reviews or whatnot. Link tree is a website that you can utilize for free. Um, or you can pay for a paid plan that gives you a few more bells and whistles. I'm happy with the free account. What it does, well, For instance, when you go to my Instagram bio, Instagram will only allow you to put one link into your bio. 
for the longest of times, it was my website. Um, so you would get to open it up to the most recent blog that I had just written. But recently, I had linked it over to my podcast because, of course, I want to draw people's attention to my podcast. So that's my biggest creative joy. But um, Linktree lets you create one link that actually opens up a page that gives you quick clicks to all of your sites that you create links for. Um, so I just created that and I put it onto my Instagram and my Twitter and all of those sites. And that way, wherever you go to them, you can click on it and make sure we're connected on multiple social media platforms. I do try to bring slightly different content to every one of those platforms um, because each one of them are slightly different. Uh, for the record, for those of you who are still wondering if you want to take the plunge into book reviewing or anything like that, uh, you'll find you enjoy certain platforms more than the others, but my advice would be to try and engage on most of them that you can because you'll find that you connect with readers and writers and other reviewers in different ways through the different social medias. But I digress. That that was more just to say that was a lot of fun to create that link tree and it um, felt a little bit professional. Uh, might have been doing this for seven years or so, but definitely still very amateurish in my pursuits. Um, mostly this is just me having fun with books. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun creating that and just made me stop and think about all the social media platforms I have and the podcast and all of that and where this journey has gone over the past seven years. And I really have loved it. It's been amazing to get to connect with other readers and writers out there over books and I just keep thinking that, you know, little 10, 11, 12-year-old me, 14-year-old me would have loved having this social network of friends who just enjoy books as much as I do and get to talk about our love of books and the enjoyment that that brings and comic books as well. Because um, recently I have refound a lot of my joy in comic books. I've always loved comic books, but recently... Uh, my love of 90s comic books got reignited. And um, one of the things I know, because like I said, this this podcast wasn't just supposed to be looking back. It's where do we go from here? One of the things that's coming up will be a in-depth look at pre-Unity Valiant Comics. Um, and also I'll include Unity in there because, I mean, you can't really go into Valiant Comics without talking about Unity. Um, for those of you who already know about it, hopefully y'all are saying, yes, awesome. For those of you who don't know about it, I'm really excited to bring that special bit of 90s comic book uh, experience to y'all. But um, Valiant Comics are amongst my favorite comic books ever produced. Um, it was actually a company that ran in the 90s and into the early 2000s and then was shuffled off into bankruptcy it recently has seen a resurgence as a new company bought most of the Valiant products and bought the name Valiant and relaunched them. And that's been fun and neat to see. But the original 90s comics definitely are something that has my heart. And uh, 
for all my love of Valiant, I rarely dove into the pre-Unity Valiant comics, and there's only 51 of them. And uh, so I decided to take some time and try and collect those 51 comic books, and um, definitely cheated a little bit by getting trade paperbacks where possible. Uh, But my goal is to read them in publication order and relay the experience over to y'all mostly through my blog and then in a few podcasts to go ahead and kind of sum up the experience and and talk about it and go in depth in it but i think y'all will really enjoy that for those of you who who know valiant comic books were um well the goal of the primary producer of them jim shooter at that time was to try and create comic books that were based in a scientific reality so um he tried keeping all of the storylines between multiple comic books tight and tried to make them believable even though you have superheroes it's like believable superheroes in the real world and what would that experience be like so it's something that i always enjoyed the concept of and and thought that was neat so i'm really excited to jump into that with all y'all and um uh episode that will probably kick off uh season two will be um if y'all been following along on my instagram my twitter or my blogs or my facebook posts lately uh you've seen these nine posts that i've been working on and what i decided to do was to pick out three book series that really meant a lot to me and take their first three books and post about them, and post about them nine days in a row, and uh, today was day seven of that, so we have two more days in a row, and um, then I'll have covered all nine books, uh, the first three books of three separate series, and explained what they mean to me, and what those series mean to me, and I've been planning on, once I've completed those nine days, to go ahead and create a podcast that is dedicated to that experience of the nine days of writing, what those series mean to me, and um, potentially read like an excerpt from the first book of each of those series, just so you kind of get a feel for the writing of them. And um, so that will be the first episode of season two. If I can figure out the (laughs) season titles and names and input on anchor to make it actually show properly um if i don't then we'll just i'll put season two episode one in the title or something like that for fun because at the heart of it this podcast is supposed to be for fun and enjoyment of books and sharing that love of books with y'all um but that's definitely coming up and then like i said the dive into pre-unity valiant and then the dive into unity valiant um and researching that and reading articles about it and going back and reading magazine articles from back in that time. It's, it's been really neat diving back in the nineties comic books. And, uh, I might do some more dives into the nineties comic book world because for those of y'all who collected back then, I think we can all agree the nineties comic book world was a unique time in comic books. That was right during the height of the speculation boom. Um, multiple companies were opening up, new comic book lines all the time um creator owned projects were all the rage and the great establishment also hit some of the heights of their artistic output um 
it was it was an amazing time to collect comics. It really was. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it's kind of like, for those of you who've been reading fantasy for a while, you know, 80s and 90s fantasy books definitely have a certain feel to them when you look at them, when you go to read them, or when you see the covers to them. And you, same really with sci-fi too. So you, you know how certain decades just have a certain feel to them and experience to them. And it's amazing. But when I pick back up a 90s comic book, it really just brings me back into that amazing feel and experience. So um, looking forward to sharing that for you. And hopefully the enthusiasm will bleed through uh, and, and let y'all experience that a little bit. And maybe even if you want to take a dive into pre-Unity Valiant Comics, I can give you some guidance on how to collect them and where to find them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely coming up. Um, I know the month of July... Um, uh, book reviewer friends of mine by the name of Nils um, with her uh, organization she works with the Fantasy Hive has decided to launch a, a hashtag and a movement um, hashtag women in SFF so women in science fiction and fantasy um, just to take the month of July and try and spotlight women creators of science fiction and, and fantasy works and I get the feeling that that will extend well past just the month of July. Um, as y'all know, in, at episode four of the podcast, which if you hadn't listened to, go back and listen to it. I gave several recommendations of uh, women authors who have written works that meant a lot to me. And uh, I think I can definitely add an update to that. And so that's one thing I want to do because I do want to use my platform to spotlight some more diversity. Um, as of course, uh, we're now past the halfway point of the year. So I know several of y'all are already looking forward to, um, when I announce Red Star Reviews, favorite book of the year for 2020, as I do each and every year. Um, I'm already thinking of fun ways to do that because y'all know I like recapping the previous books and I don't want to bore you with the same list over and over, but those are amazing books and I love talking about them. So I was thinking about possibly reading the opening chapter of uh, the books that have won it in the past before jumping into the book that's going to win it this year, which um, passed halfway in my reading point of the year. So we'll see what book really captures my eye and my heart for that. Um, so that's definitely up and coming. Now in 2021, it's never too early to, to start planning for Vintage Sci-Fi Month, which happens every single January, where... Um, I'm honored to be the co-host of that, uh, where the basic goal of Vintage Sci-Fi Month is to introduce you to science fiction that was published prior to your year of birth. If that uh, year is a little bit too limiting or too recent or too far back, um, you're welcome just to go with anything published before, say, 1979, because um, that's the year of the founder's birth of the Vintage Sci-Fi Month. Um, it's just a time when we get to read good old science fiction and enjoy it to look at it, see it for what it is. Um, and some aspects of it, see, oh no, did the future come about the way that the writers had predicted? Where is humanity based off of that? Um, you know, or see if we feel that we have grown from there. Also see some of the, um, perspective and viewpoints that they had back then. Maybe, try and see things through different eyes and 
Um, sometimes it's just a good, exciting adventure story and sit back and enjoy a good, exciting adventure story. Um, so there's several reasons to read old vintage sci-fi. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's something that I enjoy doing and, uh, never too early to start picking out some books for there. Um, now the, um, those are just some of the things that are going to come about in season two. I would say, as always, and I will say as always, my goal is to be a little bit more regular in how often I post podcast episodes, but we'll see how that goes. I'm I, <laughs> I'm not going to stress too much about that because as y'all hopefully already are aware, if you're not, surprise, um, I have a new baby who will be arriving and joining my family this September. My wife and my daughter and I are extremely excited and we're thrilled. Um, but this September, we'll welcome a new bundle of joy into our home. And I'm already going ahead and going to call it that my reading, writing, and podcasting will take a hit during that time. And I am completely okay with that. The uh, I, I don't know anything in this world that's been a, a greater joy than being married to my wife and being able to be a parent alongside my wife and, and, and being able to raise my daughter with her. And we're looking so much forward to raising our son together as well and having our family. And it, it, that having my family is the greatest joy and fulfillment of my life. So all things definitely take a backseat to that. And I think that's understandable and, and appreciated. And I don't think that you would really want to listen to my podcast otherwise, unless if I had a different perspective than that, because that I, I just, I don't see mm -mm, having a different perspective than that is just, I don't, I don't get it. And that's okay. Um, that's okay. This world's made up of so many different perspectives. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's one of the, biggest joys and and we're very excited for september and for what the future holds and i'll of course be taking time off um from everything just to focus on our new baby and also on our two-year-old and make sure that we just get off to a great start and um as I'm sitting out here and the, the sun's setting and those cicadas are singing and I'm getting to watch the fireflies start shining. Um, which, side note, I'm curious if you grew up, did you call them lightning bugs or fireflies? But the uh, fireflies are flooding into my yard and dancing amongst the trees. And I'm just thinking of how many nights there were in Alabama going and visiting my grandparents and family members where we just went outside and chased after fireflies and just watched them light up the night and uh yeah sitting out here is definitely nostalgic there's something magical about a humid summer alabama night sitting amongst pine trees watching the fireflies dance and listen to the cicadas um if you've never experienced it, it's definitely worthwhile. Now, after the sun sets, I'll, I'll definitely, shortly after, I'll be moving myself inside because, you know, uh, just like the rabbits go, that live with us, go to hide in their burrows, 
we uh, go ahead and go inside before the coyotes or the random mountain lion comes prowling through the property. So, uh, yeah, Alabama definitely is a magical place at times. But um, talk about a divergent nostalgic path. You never know what you might get when you start listening to the newest episode of Red Star Reviews. But, uh, yeah, right now I'm reading several books. I want to say my Goodreads current read pile is either at 14 or 15. Um, one of those is entitled The Rack, and I'm very excited about that book. Uh, I'm joining in a blog tour that will be uh, taking place in August featuring that book, so look for more details on that. It's uh, I'm only a little bit into it, and it's starting off very interesting, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to digging into that. Um, also, my current read pile is uh, Dark Imperium Book 2, Plague War by Guy, uh, Guy Haley. And that's a Warhammer 40k book, although I think it really should be Warhammer 41k because it's in the future of 40k. Um, and that's been interesting to <clears throat> to read a book entitled Plague War during the middle of COVID time. Um, yeah, interesting choice of books to read, I know, I know. Um, I'm also reading the 39th book of the Horus Heresy. Uh, which is really starting off in a very intriguing and interesting way because it features one of my favorite legions, the Alpha Legion. Um, so that book will be full of a lot of deceit and dissembling, and that's very interesting in a warfare book. Uh, one of the upcoming podcasts, I'll be talking about the opening of the Horus Heresy because I just featured books one, two, and three in my nine days and nine posts. Um, the... Uh, I also am reading Malcolm X's autobiography, uh, which I'm finding very enlightening and very interesting. Um, it's sometimes hard to find unbiased sources about historical figures. It really is. Uh, but it's worth the pursuit in trying to read and find out the truth and realizing that most uh, historical accounts involve the bias of the historian anyways and you have to try and see past historians bias and try and see the facts but trying to hear a person's voice their own voice and trying to hear their perspective really benefits you especially when it's a different perspective than your own um right now an audiobook i'm listening to the color of compromise the history of the complicity of the American church in racism. And that has definitely been extremely eye-opening. Um, some of it, some of this history I knew, some I didn't. Some of it is helping me see certain history through a different set of eyes. And I deeply appreciate that. And um, it's definitely been enlightening. That's that's one I really recommend everyone to go ahead and get a hold of and read. And if you like audiobooks at all, the author reads the work and the author is doing an excellent job um, bringing historical facts and giving proper perspective and enlightenment and um, doing it in a way that's not necessarily condemning as much as exposing and hoping to help bring about reconciliation. And I think that's really good. His, their approach is amazing. Um, then I am also reading, of course, I am always reading the history of the Balkans. Um, 
it's it's a modern history of the Balkans and uh, by Misha Galini and um, I've just made it to where Otto von Bismarck has parceled up the Balkans into different territories um, and that's a region that just always fascinates me and brings interest to me and that's why I'm loving reading that history and that's also why I'm uh, halfway through the cellist of Sarajevo I don't remember the name of the author at the moment um, and I can't really look it up because I'm using my phone to record this podcast episode so I might be spotty on some of the details um, but the Chelsea Sarajevo it details the siege of Sarajevo um, along with dealing with it's a, a work of fiction but it's trying to bring the true perspective of different people who lived and survived that time and the siege of Sarajevo is the longest siege in of a modern city in modern history um it it really was that that's something i didn't realize you know you'd think stalingrad or something like that would have had that title but there's the siege of sarajevo so that's a interesting read that also brings about interesting perspectives um but uh i'm also i'm slowly trying to get into uh book six of um, the Culture Novels by Ian M. Banks. Uh, it's the book's title in Inversions. And y'all know I love me the Culture Novels. But I'm trying to read this one and I'm, I'm just a couple chapters in and I'm not feeling it just yet. So that one's probably going to just kind of be put on hold for a little bit while I try to dig through some of my other books. Um, I'm also reading Ursula K. Le Guin's uh, The Word for World is Forest. And the first chapter is absolutely brutal and could have been written now. And um, then you get to the second chapter and it is insightful and intriguing. And um, I'm already looking forward to the third chapter. It's not a super long book. Um, So I'm hoping to try and tear through that one soon. But I've really been enjoying reading this book. Um and find her works to be extremely interesting. Uh, There's a few other books on the list. Uh, You know, I'm still working slowly through my reread of um, Gaunt's Ghosts. So I'm on the second omnibus, the third book of the second omnibus. Um, And that's been, that's a slow read. That's one of those where when I have time, I'll go ahead and just kind of pick that one up and read it a little bit. I'm sure all of y'all have some slow reads like that. Um, If, well, maybe, maybe you don't. As, as admittedly, I am a poly reader. So when I pick up a book, it's not necessarily tear through it that day. Sometimes I just pick up a book. I'll read a little bit of it, set it down. Two months later, I'll pick it back up, read a little bit of it, set it back down. Um, That way I always have a book for all seasons and all mindsets that I'm in. Um, one thing I've wanted to get back into was uh, a long time ago I read Gardens of the Moon by Stephen Erickson um, the book of the Malazan Fallen I think it's the name of the series I might be mispronouncing that because I'm an Auburn fan so I'm instantly thinking Gus Malzahn or coach but the book of the Malazan Fallen is a multi-volume fantasy epic um, and it starts with Gardens of the Moon and Gardens of the Moon is a it's a thick meaty book that there's just a lot to unpack. There's a lot written between those lines that 
you kind of kind of make some logical leaps with the author and try and dig into it. And um, when I read it before, I, I don't think I was quite in the right mindset to read it. And I just kind of drove through it as fast as I can. So now a few years later, I want to get back into that series. Um, and so I've been picking that book back up and, and starting reading again. I've been enjoying it more this go round knowing a little bit more what I was getting into. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more. My mind was a little bit more prepared to start looking for some clues and connect some dots. Um, the, uh, so that's been enjoyable getting back into that. And, um, the, uh, the, um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I think I've said the, um, five times. So definitely not a professional podcaster here because y'all know I'd edit that stuff out. Uh, if I were, but there's, there's a couple other books on the currently reading list there that I'm working through. Um, like Lindsay Brocker's Star Kingdoms. I'm, I'm reading, uh, uh, one of the books of that series, uh, and, um, The Ascendant Kingdoms, um, by, uh, Gail Z. Martin, um, reading that book as well. So, um, there are several books there that I'm just kind of working through. And I'm looking forward to bringing y'all more of a full review on it. One of the goals of doing the nine days straight of posting was to get back in the habit of actually reviewing the books that I'm reading instead of just posting about it on Goodreads and rolling on. Um, For the longest of time, I kind of neglected my blog. And I've really regretted that because it's an amazing creative outlet. And I don't just want to focus all my creative energies on the podcast I also want to, you know, get back to the regular blogging and improve my website. And so I've been doing that and, um, that's been really enjoyable. So one of the goals is as I read these books, actively review them as well on my website and try and give y'all more resources and connections to them. So that way you can have some links to the books that I talk about on my podcast and actually have some connections to them. Um, but yeah, those are the goals. That's when, when I say, um, where do we go from here? That's hopefully where we go to some more regular postings and regular blogs, regular reviews, regular podcasts. Then we have a baby and, um, everything gets regular, gets thrown out the window when we focus on the baby and, uh, then we return. So I I appreciate all of y'all. I I really do. And I, I thank you so much for all of you who not just listen to the first episode of Red Star Reviews a couple years ago, but who um, are still actively listening to it and enjoying it and engaging with me. I appreciate the emails and the messages that y'all send about it. That that, that means a lot. I, I appreciate the, the reviews that y'all have left, and I, I thank you for it. This has been an absolute joy of mine to be able to share my love of books with y'all, and this podcast has been such a, a great medium um, because for those of you who didn't know, I did used to be a teacher and I used to do a lot of public speaking and even do some acting, um, performed in a few different (laughs) musicals. Um, and that's always was a absolute joy for me, um, to get to do those things. And that's something that I miss and getting to have this podcast is, is, uh, a breath of, of that back. It's like a breath of fresh air for, for that speaking to the, the crowds that I've missed so much. And, um, so I really appreciate y'all listening and carrying on. And I I love the prep that goes into preparing for something and 
also the ability to get up and just talk off the cuff and just speak with y'all a little bit from my heart. Um, but now it's been a little over half an hour. I'm going to go ahead and bring this episode and with it bring season one of Red Star Reviews to a close. And hopefully y'all will look forward to season two. Um, I'm thinking in season two, I know in season one, I didn't include any um, sponsorships and all that. And we have the opportunity to do that. So I might include a few sponsorships in season two and a couple commercials during it, which hopefully will not be too painful since it would be me talking about things that I enjoy. Um, But we'll see. Uh, Right now, I'm going to go ahead and just bring this episode to a close and hope you've enjoyed the recording and it hasn't been too bad sitting out here with the cicadas and all the sounds of Southern life as uh, on a humid night in July as the day comes to an end. And I'm going to watch some of these fireflies dance in the pine trees a little bit more. And uh, hope y'all all are healthy and that you and your loved ones are doing well and, and y'all take care of yourselves and just know I appreciate you. Thank you.